0: Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the
1: Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Praise ye the Lord.
1: The Lord's name be praised.
0: and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, let the whole earth stand in awe of him. For he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth, and with righteousness to judge the world, and the peoples with his truth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalms 62 and 63, beginning on page 413. My soul truly waiteth still upon God, for of him cometh my salvation.
1: He verily is my strength and my salvation.
0: He is my defense, so that I shall not greatly fall. How long will ye imagine mischief against every man? Ye shall be slain, all the sword of you. Yea, as a tottering wall shall ye be, and like a broken hedge.
1: Their device is only how to put him out, whom God will exalt. Their delight is in lies. They give good words
0: with their mouth. But curse with their heart. Nevertheless, my soul, wait thou still upon God, for my hope is in him.
1: He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense,
0: so that I shall not fall. In God is my health and my glory, the rock of my might, and in God is my trust.
1: O put your trust in him alway, ye people. Pour out your hearts before him. For God is our hope.
0: As for the children of men, they are but vanity. The children of men are deceitful. Upon the weights they are altogether lighter than vanity itself. O
1: trust not in wrong and robbery. Give not yourselves unto vanity. If riches increase, set not your
0: heart upon them. God spake once, and twice I have also heard the same. That power belongeth unto God.
1: And that thou, Lord, art merciful, For thou rewardest every man according to his work.
0: O God, thou art my God, Early will I seek thee.
1: My soul thirsteth for thee, My flesh also longeth
0: after thee, In a barren and dry land where no water is. Thus have I looked for thee in the sanctuary, that I might behold thy power and glory.
1: For thy loving kindness is better than the life
0: itself. My lips shall praise thee. As long as I live, will I magnify thee in this manner, and lift up my hands in thy name.
1: My soul shall be satisfied, even as it were with marrow and fatness, when my mouth praiseth thee with
0: joyful lips. Have I not remembered thee in my bed and thought upon thee when I was waking? Because thou hast
1: been my helper, therefore under the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice.
0: My soul hangeth upon thee, thy right hand hath upholden me. These also that seek the hurt of my soul, they shall go under the earth. Let them fall upon the edge of the sword that they may be a portion for foxes.
1: But the king shall rejoice in God. All they also that swear by him shall be commended. For the mouth of them that speak lies
0: shall be stopped. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be,
2: world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the second chapter of the Book of Ecclesiastes. I said in my heart, Come now,
1: I will test you with mirth, Therefore enjoy pleasure, but surely this also was vanity. I said of laughter, madness, and of mirth, What does it accomplish? I searched in my heart how to gratify my flesh with wine, While guiding my heart with wisdom and how to lay hold on folly, till I might see what was good for the sons of men to do under heaven all the days of their lives. I made my works great. I built myself houses and planted myself vineyards. I made great myself gardens and orchards and I planted all kinds of fruit trees in them. I made myself water pools from which to water the growing trees of the grove i acquired male and female servants and had servants born in my house yes i had greater possessions of herds and flocks than all who were in jerusalem before me i also gathered for myself silver and gold and the special treasures of kings and of the provinces i acquired male and female singers the delights of the sons of men, and musical instruments of all kinds. So I became great, and excelled more than all who were before me in Jerusalem. Also my wisdom remained with me. Whatever my eyes desired, I did not keep from them. I did not withhold my heart from any pleasure, for my heart rejoiced in all my labor and this was my reward from all my labor. Then I looked on all the works that my hands had done, and on the labor in which I had toiled, and indeed all was vanity, and grasping for the wind. There was no profit under the sun. Then I hated all my labor in which I had toiled under the sun, because I must leave it to the man who will come after me. And who knows whether he will be wise or a fool? Yet he will rule over all my labor in which I toiled, and in which I have shown myself wise under the sun. This also is vanity. Therefore I turned my heart, and despised of all the labor in which I had toiled under the sun. For there is a man whose labor is with wisdom, knowledge, and skill, yet he must leave his heritage to a man who has not labored for it. This also is vanity and a great evil. For what has man for all his labor, and for the striving of his heart which, which he has toiled under the sun? For all his days are sorrowful, and his work burdensome, even in the night his heart takes no rest. This also is vanity.
2: Here endeth the first lesson. Benedictus says on page eleven
0: Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all for ever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here beginneth the 16th verse of the 19th chapter of the Gospel
1: according to St. Matthew. Now behold, one came and said to him, Good Teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life so he said to him why do you call me good no one is good but one that is God but if you want to enter into life keep the commandments he said to him which ones Jesus said you shall not murder you shall not commit adultery you shall not steal you shall not bear false witness honor your father and your mother and you shall love your neighbor as yourself." The young man said to him, All these things I have kept from my youth, what do I still lack? Jesus said to him, If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have, and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Assuredly I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. And again I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Then Peter answered and said to him, See, we have left all and followed you. Therefore, what shall we have? So Jesus said to them, Assuredly I say to you, that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life.
2: But many who are first will be last and the last first. Here endeth the second lesson. Benedictus on page 14
0: Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, forever and ever. Amen.
2: O Lord, show Thy mercy upon us. And grant us Thy salvation. O God, make clean
0: our hearts within us.
1: And take not Thy Holy Spirit from us.
0: Grant, O Lord, we beseech Thee, that the course of this world may be so peaceably ordered by Thy governance, that Thy Church may joyfully serve Thee in all godly quietness love thoughts on our lessons for today psalm 62 and 63 we see this kind of um this contrast between um a what we could describe as a as a as a kind of tone of reservation in psalm 62 um that leads the um the psalmist in it's a meditative um sort of contemplative psalm that begins with um a, a keynote contemplative feature that my soul waiteth truly still upon god for of him cometh my salvation there is that degree, that element of waiting um through which the meditation in psalm 62 unfolds and the conclusion of that meditation is 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 is, is complex it started, the conclusion actually begins a few verses back from the final kind of couplet at the end And you have the observation that on this, you know, that the children of men are altogether vanity itself. It's important to remember that this word vanity doesn't refer to sometimes how we think of it modernly as a kind of pridefulness, although that can be a kind of downstream effect of it. But rather vanity in this this case refers to their insubstantial quality, they are not of substance. Um, their their work is not of substance. Their work is of poor effect and of temporary effect. Um, and so the you know humanity is kind of con- conclusively characterized in this psalm as being um, insubstantial of themselves, and thus their work can only have a kind of fleeting effect to it. Um, but then the conclusion beyond that fact is the observation. Um, where we end in Psalm 62, that, um, two things has the psalmist then concluded that, um, that God is all powerful, that he has, um, that he is not insubstantial. He is substantial. He is substance itself because his work is not. Um, of poor effect and is not fleeting. His work is ancient and enduring, but that also God is loving, is, is, is continuous in his loving kindness to the children of men, which suggests that there is a, um, there is a mercy he has on them to help them and to help their works be more than they can be of themselves. And that this relation is critical if anything that the children of men are to do is to have any enduring um, you know, meaning to it, um, that God must be the one who supplies that meaning, God, that it must be done in such a way that God himself will bestow substance and bestow um, long lastingness and will bestow this meaningfulness to the work of the children of men. Which then leads us into Psalm sixty-three immediately, um, by which we kind of take a look at this. It's a psalm that's attributed to King David, um, and the conclusion of this psalm is that you know after the king meditates on you know his kingliness and the ways that God um, has you know has interacted with his his you know sort of elevated work among the people right his work as the king, is he has concluded that there is nothing sweeter in life than to um, than to sing the praises of god to worship the lord and actually it is through this that he encounters um, anything that gives significance to his work um that of himself the, even the king who has you know the quote-unquote most important job in the kingdom is his work is is not anything but for what is bestowed through this living relationship with god Um, and without that you know it's just a meditation on politics it's just a meditation on having to move and govern people around that's reflected of course in our ecclesiastes lesson today which puts a you know draws to a kind of a a a poignant um summary you know that there is a there's this tendency in our actions where um and the the preacher of Ecclesiastes points to this. It's not about particularly whether he's doing things for pleasure or doing things for grandeur or doing things for posterity or whatever he's doing. The point the kind of the 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 um, the mounting point of this part of Ecclesiastes is to convey that there is a delight we take in the doing of something that can sometimes obscure for us the the um, the the fact that our that we are not very substantial that observation from the psalms and that our works are fleeting um, that he observes this kind of very sophisticated point that um, we can sometimes use the doing of things to mask the fact that a thing having been done leaves us with a feeling of there being lack to it or that there's an insufficiency to it. It's reflected I think in the in the young rich man's question to the Lord Jesus in our gospel lesson this morning where he says he says to him like all these things I have done in the past tense right the past perfect there um, what do I still lack. That's that sense there is really significant because I think that once you know in the doing of something there is a delight in the labor because we're doing something but then in the thing having been done there is that something that creeping sinking sense that something has that something is still missing and it is that thing that's indicated in the psalms that when we when we actually wait truly still upon god and and expect our salvation are to come to come from him we observe that beyond the horizon of our labor um, is something necessary beyond that we are not the agents of our own kind of utopian perfection. Uh, we are not driving history to its conclusion, rather we are participants in a work that is that God is in that is is, is, is working um, and if we take our place in that then our labor gives way to a reflective and meditative kind of thanksgiving through which we sense that completion of the thing. We enter into the Lord's rest after our work. We enter into the space where we can actually experience reflective thanksgiving for the things that have been done. But if we focus on trying to establish ourselves through the things we do, we always arrive at the end of our labor with a sense of things falling apart. The things of, with the sense of things falling off, and it will become for us a source of grief because at the end of all this great doing we'll realize that we have expended ourselves, which is this notion of toil we have we have sort of squeezed ourselves out like a sponge, and we don't have anything left, and yet the work is not anywhere near the kind of um, grand thing we expected it to be through all the doing and through all the kind of ambition of doing things. Um, We realize that after we have done all we can do, it's still not enough. And then we're left kind of like just empty at the end. And so in our second lesson, Jesus, you know, indicates this, you know, Jesus meets this, this sense of, you know, like, well then, you know, what is after that sense of kind of, of, of everything falling apart? What is after that sense of what do I still lack? And the answer to that question is Jesus himself. He is, the, the sort of the power and the loving kindness of God made manifest and made incarnate, and he comes to meet in a way that only a person can meet another person um, that moment, right? Meet us in that moment. So what we tie these things together on this Sunday morning, you know, as we are preparing to go in for Holy Communion later today, um, this is the the paradigm, this is the kind of the, the riddle of human life that um, we are tasked with all of this great, you know, these, this great, um, you know, sort of ability to labor and to participate in a very unique kind of kingly way in the Lord's creation. And yet, as in Psalm 63, if that does not at the end of our weekly labor convert to a Thanksgiving and a and an entering into a reflective meditative expectation for the Lord's salvation to come to us again, Then we're going to, we're going to all, we're going to, we're going to increasingly feel like we're just falling off the cliff at the end of each of our weeks. And that will grow more and more into a sense of despondency. So for us, it's significant that we begin and end our time each week with that turning back to the Lord and expecting that salvation because it will make meaningful all the labor we go on to do in the week, or it will be in the severing of that connection or in the neglect of that connection the thing that begins to drive us to a place of despair, um, where we look at our works and say, it isn't enough. I've done all things, and yet what do I still lack? And we'll be stuck in that awful question. And so when we turn today in thanksgiving to God in Eucharist, um, may we be met by the Lord Jesus, who, uh, will, who, will, um, who, will, who will perfect those things, who will perfect by his own self um, and through his loving kindness the work that we cannot do of ourselves. Continuing with the prayer for all conditions of men on page 18. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Without end. Amen. O God, who makest us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious res- resurrection of thy Son, our Lord, vouchsafe us this day such blessing through our worship of thee that the days to come may be spent in thy service through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining in this morning. Happy Sunday. And thanks to Chris, my co-leader. Hope you have a wonderful start to your week.
2: Thank you, Father Hayden. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank you, Father. Thank you.